You're on the hot seat. Yep. Hot seat going now. Uh, we got Clay's Corner here. This is Mr. Curls and Mr. Alexander, and we have a special guest today. We have Mr. Clay Smith, our ISS teacher. He helps out with math. What else you help out with? ISS. Oh, that's an ISS. Yeah. So sub. Yeah, yeah. He he fills in subs, uh, basically for whenever he's needed, wherever he's needed, he's there. He's ready to go, and he's a great asset for Manio Middle School to have. Whenever so. duty calls. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for the introduction. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I knew a little bit, a little bit more, so I could talk you up even higher. Well, let's start it off. <laughs> let's start it off on a positive note. Will the Minnesota Twins ever win a postseason baseball game? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Not at eighteen. 17. <laughs> 17 straight losses. 17 straight losses. Yankees uh, Yankees are a large part of that. Yes, very huge part. I think the last three divisional series um, that the Twins have been in, they played the Yankees and yeah. got swept. <laughs> Every time. So, so, large part due to Derek Jeter, even in back in the Pettit days as well. Yeah, so it's, a, uh, it's impressive, I guess you, you can say, to lose 17 straight playoff baseball games. And I remember a Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots, where the New England Patriots came back from a insurmountable lead in 2016 to eventually beat the Falcons. At that time, I said to my son, they will never get over that loss. And let's see, what's been happening to the Atlanta Falcons lately? Still haven't. Still haven't. Still haven't. And they even let the Cowboys beat them. And then old Nick Foles. Yeah. Nick Foles got the best If there's ever a time well, where... Nobody Chiefs knows about Nick Foles better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> if there's ever a time when the enemy is going to get a head job, it should be right now. Dan Quinn should be fired. The enemy should be hired before the season ends. He should be guaranteed the Falcons job. Um, they've been waiting a long time, and I think he's the perfect fit for Atlanta. So, see you later, Dan Quinn. Get out of there. <laughs> there we go. We talked. Agreed. Boston guy. Right? Yes. Yeah, Mr. Smith, Boston guy. Do you live in Boston? Saugus, yep, north of, about 12 miles north of Boston. There we go. So, New England guy, Boston Red Sox, Boston Celtics, New England Patriots. Bruins. And, and Bruins. Bruins. Yeah, hockey for, for those. For those in the South, we don't really consider it, but <laughs> we, we forget about it. I'll say that. We forget about it. Yeah, I, I became a huge Canes fan when I moved down here. Grew up a Devils fan, became yeah. a Canes fan when I moved here. When I was living in Rocky Mount, we were only 45 minutes from Raleigh, so my wife and I would go to five, six, seven games. They were on TV all the time, so I switched my alliance to the Canes. When yeah, I the, moved the governor's mask had the Canes on it. Exactly. <laughs> so with uh, with that, we'll talk about the Patriots. What do you think about Cam Newton? Uh, so far, so good. Um, there's talk of renegotiating his contract already. I think it's a little early for him and for the Patriots. And... Uh, it's not easy to do, but uh, if we get somebody that can stretch the field, I think you're going to see us deep into the season. I think it's too early for the Patriots to, to renegotiate. I don't think he's making it. I don't think he makes it the whole year. If he does, then I don't think he'll have the same results just because of the way he plays. Injuries. Injuries. In injuries. Uh, they're going to take a toll on him. Injuries. 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 Purely injuries. It's crazy because as, as a when we're talking about youth sports, we're looking for that bulldog mentality. We're looking for the guy to absolutely just put stick his head down and just run, not necessarily down in a bad way, obviously always keeping their eyes up, but absolutely just bulldozing through somebody. And then you progress to high school and they're still looking for that athletic side side of you, but they want you to slide. They want you to get out of bounds. Then it's even higher in college. Then when you get to the NFL, they're like, don't let anybody touch you. We are talking about Kyler Murray and how elusive he is. You know, Cam's just like, He's still got that elusive side to him, 
but he's still got that competitive nature where if he's a yard short, he's going to run over somebody. Well, I think I think the the money is the motivation, and I think yes. that's why we're seeing it right now because biggest stage of Cam Newton's life, Super Bowl, he has a chance to dive in with the big boys, get a football. He backs away, and that bulldog mentality is not there because he's financially stable for the next five years, and he don't want to get hurt for the next year when he's playing in the Super Bowl. So for the Patriots, I think it's early because I purely don't trust Cam Newton on a long-term basis. I think it's early for Cam, too, because in case he does not get hurt, in case he does take us deep into the playoffs, he can sign for a lot more money somewhere else than the Patriots are probably willing to pay him. Agreed. If he does good, he's going to be an MVP candidate no matter what. So if he does get him in the playoffs, stays healthy, it will work out for him for sure. I think he's starting to find that niche, too, of throwing the football again. I mean, he had a whole year off. He didn't have an offseason with his new wife. You know, he was picked up so late. And there was no real training camp. So I think he's just now finding that groove as yeah. far as him being comfortable in the pocket and learning. You know, He almost had to reteach himself how to throw the football after the last surgery in his shoulder. And I think between timing and the nuances of playing quarterback, he's finally feeling more comfortable with the lack – I mean, straight-up lack of talent that is in the New England wide, you know, yeah. wideout room. And I think he's finally growing into that role of – what Tom Brady was as far as a leader and getting his wide receivers to be at a spot at a certain time when Cam's ready to get rid of the football. We saw them play very tough against Seattle, which somewhat surprised me. This week we go to Kansas City. So at our next... What is this called? Next Clay's Corner. Next Clay's this Corner. Our, our segment on the game. On I reserve to write to readdress the Cam Newton issue. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that'll... Uh, I'm looking forward to that game. I think that's the, the game of the week on the NFL schedule. Which brings us next to our next topic in Stephon Gilmore. He's going to have to have a huge game. They have multiple wideouts. We were having this discussion the other day about how you got Tyreek Hill. That's just an absolute flame burner. you got Travis Kelsey, Edwards Hilaire, or the, let me re-pronounce that, Elaire. They kept yeah. saying on Sunday night or yeah. Monday Night Football the other night. And then this Harmon guy comes out. Not, I'm not going to say out of nowhere. I know he had a couple of catches last year, but it's just there's so many weapons. Is there anybody but, other than but we, we, I mean, we got Gilmore. Gilmore, defensive player of the year, right? <laughs> best corner, best cornerback in football. He can lock him down. He's got it. And I have 100% faith in Stephon Gilmore here. How about you, Mr. Smith? Uh, well... With all due respect, uh, even on his best day, he's only going to take away one of those offensive weapons. <laughs> and unfortunately, they must not have considered tackling ability when they chose him as the defensive player of the year because he cannot tackle. I've never seen so many people that he had covered well break tackles against any other cornerback than Stephon Gilmore. He cannot tackle. I think tackling overall has been uh, – um, taken away from the game as far as the defense the defensive guy complains that he's going to hit him too high and he can't tackle him he can't wrap him up because he can't hit him the way he wants to hit him or else they'll get flagged for it or a sports unsportsmanlike conduct then obviously the lack there of training camp once again we go back yeah. to there was no contact for three weeks and you have two weeks of con you know your limited contact that you would normally get in a regular nfl training camp so there really was no preparation not, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I just think as a general sense, for some reason, tackling the NFL has been pretty bad. 
I think it's from that. I think it's from just COVID stuff and not going live and not, not having the preseason games, not really going at full speed except for maybe one or two periods in their practice days. So it's just it's a different speed when you get out there on game day. But um, I will say my boy Mike Kaiser from UVA is in the top 15 in tackles. Um, and a huge fan of mine just because I saw – this was the first guy that I saw taking insurance policy out on himself in college and Miles Jack when he was at oh, UCLA. Wow. Oh, yeah. He's so leading Jack's the league stuck. in tackles. So it's kind of funny to watch that a guy that bet on himself is now leading the league in tackles. We're going to have to count on Cam and the Patriots offense to beat Kansas City because Stephon is not going to stop all of those threats. So oh, the, one, the one chance the Patriots have is to control the ball, run out the clock, and not give Mahomes more chances than he should get. Lamar tried to. Yeah. The Ravens tried to on that first drive, and they just couldn't get it in the end zone. I think they changed – they ran one – you know, throughout the whole drive, they were running the ball hard, and then they obviously switched their scheme within the red zone. And I'm like, the best thing you can do is run the football. you got five guys that can do it. Put all five guys in the backfield and just confuse the mess out of their defense. I mean, That was very know? apparent and not did not understand it. But yeah, I'm with you. I think the good offense is your best defense, especially against the Kansas City Chiefs. So we will see how that goes. Um, other topics. Titans, Vikings, COVID outbreak. What do you think about that? It scares me a little bit. Looks like one game's getting rescheduled already. And uh, if we have another outbreak, that would be probably one step closer to not finishing out the year. I think we'll finish. I think that it will be very interesting to see what they do as far as like baseball just said, whatever your win percentage is, you get into the playoffs. Football is a little different, so do they give those teams that if they do postpone two games, do they give extra two weeks or how that plays out? Could they put them be, in pods? It's going to be fun to see. Yeah. Think Could. about the two sports that haven't had any outbreak. Basketball didn't have an outbreak. NHL didn't have an outbreak. I'm glad you brought up the NHL. Football. Not to sound like Donald Trump, but maybe we need to put our thermostats down to about the NHL 58 back. degrees. Yes. And <laughs> maybe we ought to eat back. more ice because there were exactly zero positive tests through the National Hockey League season. They only played in two venues. Yeah. And they were in Canada. One in Canada. No. One in Canada, one in one, one was in Quebec and one was in Montreal. We stick no, one was on here. the West Coast, wasn't it? Edmonton? Excuse oh, me. Was it Edmonton? Yeah, I think one was in Edmonton. and uh, But I'm not sure if the other one was in – maybe they were both in Canada. Ironically, no Canadian teams in the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> in fact, a Florida team won it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, a, and a Texas team was runner-up. Correct. <laughs> what other kind of news we got? What other kind of news? Sporting, sporting, um, sporting. Well, let's see. Alex Cora's year is coming up, and uh, Ron Reinecke is no longer the manager of the Red Sox. I wonder if one year was enough for being part of the uh, stealing the signs scandal. Do you want Cora back? Want Cora? Yeah, yes. Uh, not only is Cora an excellent baseball man, he's an excellent leader. He, uh, I think he would be an asset, definitely. So you... Promote, you promote stealing signs and cheating and taking signs from the other team? Uh, I through don't. Through video camera. I'll say that. I I'll don't. There's a difference camera. in um, – I don't, but remember I'm from New England. Yeah. There's a guy named Bill Belichick like up there. And, and uh, you, you know, like they, don't call <laughs> him, you like they don't call him Belichick for nothing. 
Hey, you ain't, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying in sports, I guess. And you ain't cheating if you don't get caught. I mean, think you about think it. Brady really tried to deflate the footballs? Yes. I don't. Is this for here or just us? <laughs> this for here. Um, we can talk about that. It's it's funny because we all think we're relatively knowledgeable. I had no idea that each team had their own footballs. Yeah. They didn't share the same footballs. So the visiting team pumped up their balls and the home team pumped up their balls and the home team threw their balls and caught their balls. And if it wasn't for the guy getting the interception or the fumble recovery or whatever and picking it up and yeah, so there's an advantage to to a deflated ball. Now we're not talking about a flat ball, but throwing it, it's a little bit easier, and catching it, it's a little bit easier. That being said, the Patriots scored more points in the second half when they had to use the inflated balls than they did in the first half. Do I think Brady knew it? Yes. I think Brady ordered it. I don't. I don't believe it. I think it's all set up, job. Okay. It's all set up. And now. a lot of people did. Yeah, I, I really, I truly do. Because well, did you think the equipment manager knew it? I don't think they did it. Do you Conspiracy know, theory? Do you know they, yeah, I, after, I the, they after they picked up the one ball, they took the time to go get the other football. And they took and all of them. There's like, they were, they were barely under. Barely under. You're exactly right. Which. But they, but they, there was a max too. So yeah. they were barely under the low end, but they were nowhere as near the I did, high I, end. This, this was my job at UNC, was to basically take, take the pressure of the ball, get it as low as possible in the legal, what, in what is allowed. I think it was like 12 for college football. They, and I put it on 12 every single time. It was serious enough where they changed the rule. But You don't get to use your own ball. It's serious ball. enough where they knew about it before the game, and they let them play an entire half with it. Kind of sort of like the... So is, uh, that, is it that serious? Kind of sort of like the stick em on the baseball bat where they waited time. until he hit the home run until they right. decided Brett. to appeal. George Brett. They knew that. Everybody knew that stick em was way above the legal Agreed, side. Agreed, but if it's that big of a deal and, you know, and it's that big of an advantage and you're the Colts and you know about it before the game, aren't you saying go, go fix those balls right now? Not wait until you get beat by 50 points, cry and complain, make a big ordeal about it, and then you still got beat by 50 points. Back when that happened, the one thing <laughs> you did not want to do, in my opinion, anyhow, is to make Tom Brady mad at you. So, Agreed. So, no, I would not have brought that up at the beginning of the game. And then you just made him mad for an entire year, and how'd that work out? Uh, well for the Patriots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not well for the Colts. Not well for the Colts. They got beat by 50, and then Brady won the Super Bowl the next year. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They find a way. Are you still rooting for Tom Brady? Yes. Uh, I'm not – I'm rooting for Tom Brady because of everything that he did for us and because he went to Tampa, which um, I didn't realize it at the time, but they had a pretty good club there already, and that's where the Super Bowl is. And yeah. we've never had a quarterback win a Super Bowl on his home field. So, yeah, I'm going to still root for Brady. How about Mike Evans last week? Two receptions, two yards, two touchdowns. It's because he I played me that. in fantasy. How about that? He played against me in fantasy. How's so that you know, for a stat line? Twelve Two's on the board. Mm-hmm. That's intense. How about the uh, – you were in a car wreck recently. How's, how's that going? <laughs> it's not. The insurance company, how, how are they doing now? They're not. <laughs> um, I'm not sure, but I think it's Belichick's insurance company. Affleck? <laughs> Is he cutting sleeves off in, the, any, uh, any complaints about them? Uh, yes, they don't answer their voicemails. They don't answer their emails. They did extend my uh, rental for another week. 
And um, everybody that I've talked to, including right here in the school, says that they've all experienced the same kind of thing when they've filed a claim against the insurance company of the person that hit them. When you file your claim with your insurance company because you were at fault, it seems things to go pretty well. But when you're filing against somebody else, you're in for a battle. Do you like the rental? Um, well, yes. I, I wouldn't buy one. Can you tell them what car you were driving? Yeah, my car. What did you have that? Oh, uh, 2004, 40th anniversary, Mustang GT convertible. Mm. My baby. What color? Candy apple red. Candy apple red. I like it on a car. hate the color and everything else, but I like a red car. My uncle, <laughs> when they redid the Shelby, my uncle got one. Yeah. And it was one of two on the East Coast. He's in Jersey. And uh, he was trying to get a candy apple red one originally. They did not make the ones on the East Coast were not in candy apple red. So mm-hmm. he ended up with a black one. So I'm, I love the Shelby's. Ever since Gone in 60 Seconds. I've been a huge seconds. fan of the Shelby. Yeah. The Shelby, the bullet's pretty nice too, but the Shelby is yeah. definitely the bomb. And you're going to pay for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do not make enough money to uh, to pay for a Mustang, Shelby. We do have a staff rendition. member with a really nice Range Rover out there, we though. Do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See that one coming in the morning. Go ahead. Beneficent. Sound, for sure. Sounds good. I'm happy for them. Yep. Okay. One day I would like to be there. You'll be there soon. Your wife's going into physical therapy, so you'll be there yeah, soon. At least three years. My wife's going to be a vet tech when she finishes <laughs> school, so we got one more year. Yeah. How so, did both our wives end up back in school at the same time? How have we gone this long without asking, do you now or do we now think that LeBron James is the best ever no. NBA basketball Michael player. Jordan. Because we, we don't talk about LeBron. Um, do I agree he's a good basketball player? Yes. LeBron is one of – LeBron top is top 10. 10. I give him top 10. Michael Jordan is still the best basketball player to ever play the game. He to, be the, to be the best – what is the saying? To be the best, you got to beat the best. LeBron doesn't beat the best. He joins the best. That's because he's on the best. He, but he still loses. Well, if they win when this year, which the is final, pretty is likely. Four for 10? Oh, I think this is going to be a sixth one, isn't it? No. No. He's only got three. Yeah. Two with Miami, right? Mm-hmm. One with Cleveland. Only one with Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. Lost the other one. So lost to the Spurs. He's okay. Lost the How many finals has he been in? Eleven. How long has he been <laughs> in the league? <laughs> yeah. How many years? Has, he has had one year where he didn't get in, into the playoffs, hasn't he? Yeah, his first year. Last year. Last oh, year. And last year was yeah, hurt. Yeah. So two, yeah. two, twice he hasn't been yeah. there. As I stutter on camera. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big Michael Jordan fan, and I know the teams that Michael played against, and uh, they were good. Uh, but LeBron, what is he? What is LeBron, 37 now? 35. Yeah. Only 35? I think so. He still can take control of a game. Could well, why does he not do it every game? That's a good question. In the playoffs, why does he – like, I get regular seat. Why does he not do it in a game? Every single playoff game, he could dominate. He can get to the paint at will, mm-hmm. and he just does not do it. That's why he's not the best. I watched him in a Celtics playoff game when he was with Cleveland, and the Celtics were up by, I think, five points with maybe 37 seconds left to go. And I watched on television while LeBron – walked back on defense yeah. in a game that was not over, that they had a chance to win. Yeah. So yeah. I, the answer to that question is 
You're right. He does disappear from time to time. Why? Don't know. Because he doesn't have Jordan's mentality. Not to mention, he, he literally just bought a house just in a few, not just a few minutes ago, but it just broke news. LeBron? $36.75 million Beverly Hills mansion on 2.5 acres. But he's not doing as good as Shaq. But I think that's what drives <laughs> LeBron is his family's well-being and all that stuff and moving up in society and being an advocate for everybody. Winning drove Jordan and purely winning. He didn't care about anything else. He cared about winning and getting better at basketball, and that was it. I would like to see what LeBron would have done against those Pistons team, those Piston teams with Lambeer. The physical teams. Michael Jordan got pounded for three years, two or three years, however, I think it was those three years, got absolutely pounded and just kept coming back for more. I don't think LeBron has – I think he's got a mentality. I don't think it's that mentality. LeBron set out of the NBA Finals because he got – hot and started cramping up in San Antonio and, and stayed out and was for carried off the, game. the court. was carried off the court. And it's just like, man, he, he he's not a dog. He don't have the dog in him. He don't have the, the it mentality, the it factor, whatever it is. Athletically, he's probably better than anybody that ever played the game. If he loses this finals, does it change your opinion on him? Well, you mean if the uh – Team loses these finals. Does it change my opinion? Correct. Uh, no. See, that's how I am. Whether he wins or loses, my opinion doesn't change. It's not going to. Yeah. The if whether he has his fourth title or whether he loses again in the finals. What I'd have to ask you is if he wins the fourth title and he's MVP, would it change your opinion? No. Okay. Because I don't think him. Because the NBA is played different now. The NBA is a scorers league now. Jordan did it when guys were getting cr- – they were playing football on a basketball court. True. Now, do I think that's the way you play basketball? No. No. But I think every touch foul is being called, especially in the bubble, the whistle yeah. is blown more frequently than I've ever seen in the NBA. And I'm not a huge NBA guy. I, just, I, much, I like the authenticity of what college basketball should be, I guess, and the idea of what college basketball should be. Do I, I, think, I think college sports are straying away from that, which is making it – less likely for me to watch other than me wanting to tailgate on a Saturday. You know what I mean? But the touch fouls, the it's become such an offensive league. It's not the same feel. Like anybody, not anybody can go get a bucket because that's not true. Yeah. But the elite guys can get a bucket on every drive if they want to. Because if they get touch, now LeBron's a little different because he's looks like a linebacker, tight end playing basketball. So they're not going to call as many fouls against him, and I understand that he's not getting the same treatment as everybody else. But at the same time, but they're not calling charges. Jordan was right. Jordan was getting punched in the kidneys and not getting the foul call. You know, so I just think it's watch watch a game tonight and watch because they're playing tonight. It's Wednesday while we're recording this. Watch the game. Watch how many times he cries. When he goes up, shoots, his teammate go up, shoot, get contact, foul's not caught. Watch his arms go up, watch him cry and complain. I watched the, uh, the game six, I guess, or game, yeah, game six, when they clinched. The refs caught a foul. He drove to the basket. The refs caught a foul. While he's shooting his layout, they call a foul. He lands and complains that the ref closest to him did not blow the whistle. It was a ref behind him blew the whistle, and he still cries. He gets the call, and he still cries. Like, that's what's aggravating about LeBron. He's a baby. And when he went to Miami, for me, he lost any chance of being as good as Jordan. With you being a Celtics fan, 
Are you anti-Lakers? Oh, um, of course, yeah. Uh, Anti-Lakers, anti-Yankees, anti-Montreal Canadians. Um, <laughs> I knew yeah. that one was coming. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we just have to be, especially the Yankees, after all that, all the pain and suffering. But thank goodness my dad lived long enough for us to finally win a World Series in, in his lifetime. That's because awesome. It had been a long, 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 long time in between them. How long was it? 82 years. I was going to say 72, but yeah, maybe eight, um, we'd have to Google that one. I, I had a shirt. And I had a shirt, and so there never really, and this is, I got it in middle school, so there never really was a curse. The Red Sox just sucked for 68 years. Yeah. <laughs> I have one that says, it's, it's scrambled eggs, and it says, this is your, oh, Lord, I'm going to blow it now. Uh, it was about a Yankees. If you're a Yankees fan, this is what your brain looks like, or something like that. <laughs> it's all scrambled eggs, anyhow. But, yeah, that, uh, you know, the Babe Ruth traded, of course. And, you know, not just the Yankees. Let's add a little bit of, let's, yeah, let's add a little pain to this, okay? So, in my lifetime, in 1967, we went to the World Series, not the Yankees, the Red Sox. In 1967, we played against a team called the St. Louis Cardinals, who had about eight future Hall of Famers, but one guy by the name of Bob Gibson, who won three of the four games by himself and was, had, a, had an ERA of less than one. <laughs> then we went to 1975. The Big Red Machine. Twelve future Hall of Famers. <laughs> the best catcher maybe to ever play the game. Didn't have a great starting pitching staff. Didn't really need one. Had an all-star infield all around, an all-star outfield all around. Lost that one in seven games. Then we went to 1986. <laughs> game over. Who was that against? Uh, so the Mets, the there Miracle we Mets. <laughs> we got one. So let me ask you this. You have a guy named Roger Clemens on the mound with a three-run lead with two outs and a man on first base. When does any Little League manager remove Roger Clemens from the game? Answer, not until the Mets win. <laughs> Live and die by your studs. What did we do? We took him out with a three-to-nothing lead and two outs. Hello. I mean, you had the game won. You should have won the game. Over. It was over. Should have yeah, won I mean, the game. Well, this is a diehard Boston fan for you. Billy Buckner was a wonderful guy. Don't mention his name in Boston even today. He was on his last leg. Pardon the pun. He had a bad ankle. All year long when the Red Sox were ahead in the eighth inning. Buckner came out. Buckner came out and Stapleton went in. All year long. To give our manager a little bit of credit, he scratched Buckner and wrote in Stapleton's name. Buckner was the captain of the Red Sox team. He said, Skip, I want to be on the field when we win this thing. And the manager struck Stapleton's name and sent Buckner out. Put it on the manager. Can we just say that? It was, that was game six. There was that was game six, game. and they were ahead four to nothing in game seven. <laughs> Point. They lost that one in Seven games. But we do have down three to nothing to the Yankees. Yes. That one I will remember forever. I'll remember um, the year before forever. <laughs> the Aaron Boone. Yeah. Uh, Somebody, who was it that was kept saying, don't count us out, don't count us out, don't count us out. 
Because he's talking about how you had Pedro Schilling. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe Schilling. Right. With the blood all over his sock. Yeah. Ketchup. Ketchup. You know, the big home run that Boone hit was huge, but a guy named Bucky Dent hit one, but it was in a one-game yeah. playoff. Yes. Yeah. A one-game playoff, and Dent had like four home runs for the year <laughs> when he hit that thing. Well, and, have you ever seen, oh, I forget the name of the movie, the, the Ultimate Rivalry is the name of the movie. Yank, it's called the Yankees Brett Atox the ultimate rivalry and you can either have it narrated by Joe Torre or have it narrated by Francona it is the greatest That's DVD cool. I'll have to bring that so to you neat. guys and let you guys borrow that it is the greatest we ought to mention Mr. Francona he's apparently pretty sick really oh yeah he's got a, a stomach issue that uh, he's probably not coming back for the postseason mm. and he has had cancer before right and he's still got the, the big chew in his mouth most oh, yeah. of the time you yeah. see him in the dugout. Yes, he's a cancer survivor. I didn't know that. He used to drink pretty heavily, too. Not didn't, heavily, but like... Didn't didn't know that, but not surprised. Well, hopefully one more game and he doesn't have to worry about it. Hey, if things go the way they've been going, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Although, it's with the Yankees, the, the, the number two, number three, number four pitchers are... Tanaka's a big game pitcher. Who? Tanaka. I feel comfortable with him. I'm he like, was a big game pitcher. He, he, yeah. he did good last year in postseason. He's done yep, good in postseason. Yep, yep, yep. In regular season, he's he just yeah, Well, he doesn't but, say healthy either. Can yeah. I just say it's 4 o'clock? Is it really? The Reds-Braves game started at noon, and it is still play, being played. It is in the top of the 12th, and not a single run has been scored. Wow. That was interesting because that's what happened to uh, what, what was what, the Houston game. It was nothing to nothing going into the ninth or one to nothing yeah, or something like nothing, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing to nothing. The Reds have nine hits. The Braves have two. Currently, it's 3-2 count with one out. Runners on first and What third. inning is it? Top of the 12. Who's pitching for the Reds that have only given up two hits? Trevor Bauer. Uh, uh, and he was he went out out. 14 he's strikeouts. He's league. legit. I mean, he's, he's by far the best pitcher in baseball this year. I'm an, I DeGrom was right up there again. How'd they get him? They got him in a trade with through the because he threw the ball the baseball <laughs> over center field at <laughs> Kauffman Park. I forgot about in, uh, that. Kansas City. And then he he uh, he was in the playoffs and he got his hand cut by a drone. He had to miss a start in the playoffs because he. That's when they his went to the World up. Series. Yeah. So he uh, had some weird stuff in Cleveland. Yeah. Then Iglesias went one and a third. Sims went one and a third, and Lorenzen, who by the way wore Vans that he turned into cleats one outing this I year. I see that. He's an outfielder pitcher. Yeah. And uh, he wore vans, they, high top vans that he turned into cleats. So, what do you guys think about no asterisk, period, for this year? Depends no on asterisk? The Yankees no win. asterisk for any of them. World Where's Series, Stanley Yankee, Cup. Yankees win, no asterisk. Yankees don't win. In spring, tra- in spring training, it was canceled. <laughs> like the season was, right? Mm-hmm. So, you didn't have a spring training. Right. The schedule said 60 games. Right. Did they play 60 games? Everybody played 60 games, including multiple doubleheaders in a row. The Mets at one point played three doubleheaders in a row. If I play three doubleheaders, you're not putting asterisks on anything. I won that thing fair and square. What you put in front of us, I played it. Everybody Not to mention, the wild card series, there's more teams in the playoffs now. Mm -hmm. The wild card series is now a three-game series instead of a one-game, quote-unquote, playoff. Um, So you have to win more games to win the World Series. You have to beat more teams to win the World Series. So I think that takes away from whatever, at, quote unquote. If the Astros don't have an asterisk on any of their World Series, this season doesn't be, deserve to be. Agree with that. Everybody played them. They're the same rules. Everybody played the same way. They know what they're getting into. If you didn't like it that much, don't play. 
So if you were lucky enough to be a member of a Stanley Cup champion team this year or a World Series team this year, Super Bowl winner this year, would you yourself personally feel like there was an asterisk attached to it? No. I would feel like a world champion. I played for the trophy, <laughs> I won the trophy, and I got a fat ring. If my ring look, ever looked like the thing Mahomes was wearing in that State Farm yep. commercial, <laughs> you ain't putting an asterisk next to anything. Deion Waiters played with, yeah. the, played with the Heat. Early on in the year, now he's playing with the Lakers. He's going to get a ring either way. Who? Deion Waiters, NBA player. Started the year with the Heat, finishing with the Lakers. I no idea. Yep. But are we closing this thing out? Yeah, we How does a guy like Hero, pronounced Hero, I believe. A.K.A. the bucket. One and done. He's a bucket. Scored 34 game. points as a rookie in the postseason against my Celtics. Because he's a bucket. Because he doesn't care. He gets he, buckets. He drives to the basket. <laughs> he shoots the basketball. He dishes the basketball. He plays. He's a guy that plays basketball the way basketball is meant to be. You guys probably knew who he was. You guys probably knew where he played and everything. When I read the guy. box score of why we lost that game and saw a guy named Harrow beat us single-handedly, I was like, I didn't even know he was on the team. One and done in what, Kentucky? Yep, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. He was a Milwaukee, Milwaukee, guy. Milwaukee guy, though. Yeah. From Milwaukee. Originally from, we actually watched how he spent his first million dollars. Yep. You guys amaze me. Finally. He made a lot of money just in that one game, probably. I don't know. Yeah. what He's probably still on a rookie he, he contract. Was at, right? He was at Kentucky, and somebody is in an Arkansas game. Somebody in, on the Arkansas team was talking junk to him at the free throw line, and he just looked at him and he said, I am a bucket. And ever since, he's just... And they got his buckets and referred to as the bucket. He's the bucket. And they got a guy named Duncan Robinson that started. Yeah, I started saw. at a Division three school, then went to Michigan. Michigan man. Then went undrafted and then started in the conference championship game. Yeah. So for those of you that he are athletes that look down on the Division three baseball <laughs> and sports, I played Division three baseball. This cat's in the NBA after playing Division three basketball. Starting anything is possible. Mm-hmm. It's not about where you go. It's about where on the field you are. You have to be on the court or on the field for a scout to see you. That's my uh, D3 moment. And the point is, especially for a Red Sox fan, never give up. Never (laughs) give up. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. My pleasure. It was fun. It was fun. It was uh, new topics we hadn't spoke about yet. Yeah. It was uh, more of a conversation more so than us yeah. just talking back and forth. So it yeah. was a pleasure. It was good. You can come back. I enjoyed it. I'd love to. All right. Awesome. Thank Have you. a great Appreciate night. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you.